Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicola Schino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we have a special guest, Erica Duran, who is here to discuss her past life as a professional organizer, as well as her journey into living with less. Erica is a business coach and freedom-based luxury lifestyle designer, and stay tuned to find out exactly what that means. All right, welcome, Erica. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. So this is Nicole's first time meeting you. Nicole, are you so excited? <laughs> I'm so excited, like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what you may not know about Nicole, she is obsessed way even more than me with organizing. And she, I think you're actually officially a minimalist. Would you say, Nicole? Oh, girl, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> she has no furniture in her living room. So I think that counts. <laughs> and like no clothes in her closet, but. Okay, so let's awesome. <laughs> So Erica, let's see. You give expert guidance, support, and accountability to service-based entrepreneurs so they can build a freedom-based business, so they can work anywhere and earn a consistent five to twenty K plus per month. And she also helps them set up all of their systems and structures so they have the freedom to work just about three days a week or less, which sounds amazing. She travels full-time living at the luxury resorts that sponsor her podcast and web TV show. Wow. Okay. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit more information about what that means to be a freedom-based luxury lifestyle designer? And how'd you come up with that name? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I probably changed my website banner every day for a month trying to get the right words. And that one finally just came all together with everything I wanted. So I always wanted a freedom-based business that was time and location independent. But a lot of the digital nomads I knew at the time were kind of vagabond-ish backpackers. And I, I'm i a minimalist, but I did want more of a luxury lifestyle. And it also has a double meaning. So it really is about the luxury of time and the luxury of being able to do what you want, when you want, where you want, and with who. So there's a lot of different meanings behind that title, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just having the luxury to do what it is that you want, whether it's backpacking or being at a resort, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm not a camper. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either, but that's Nicole's category. <laughs> I love nature, but I, I don't want to sleep there. <laughs> yes. I always that's joke. Where, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> she can do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you in the hotel and Nicole and her husband are off and wherever they go. <laughs> That's awesome. So when did you start this business? This particular business just morphed over the since 2004. So I had every entrepreneurial job, I guess, that you could think of. I was in network marketing. I did real estate. I was a stockbroker. I did all kinds of random things after I got out of corporate. So I, before that, I was a hotel executive for 15 years. And then in 2004, I walked out at lunchtime and didn't go back. And, you know, it was weird because I wasn't just a front desk clerk. I was the national sales director. So that was a little sticky. But um, <laughs> when I 
I just tried everything and it always came back to organizing. And that was my first major business back in 2004-ish was professional organizing. But I wasn't a great organizer because I just wanted to back up the truck to their house and get rid of everything. I wasn't really wanting to organize their stuff, which is what an organizer is supposed to do. So I created a virtual consignment store so that they would be motivated to get rid of more stuff. So they would we would consign it and they would get money for their clutter. So that was just my way of standing out as a professional organizer, but also encouraging them and motivating them to get to live with less. And then I wanted to take my business online and live and work from anywhere. So I morphed that business into online productivity coaching and still some virtual organizing through Skype. I did that for a while, but then everyone coming to me wanted more business advice and technology advice and entrepreneurship and sales advice and all that kind of stuff. So I just listened to what they wanted and started creating packages for what people were asking me for at that time. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah, I could totally see that with organizing because I think that's, I know that's what Nicole would do if she was ever a professional organizer. (laughs) Seriously would be. (laughs) You'd just be like, get rid of everything. (laughs) Yeah, all of it goes. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, good. We're going to get more into organizing and all of this goodness in a second. But let's move to our sucky moment of the week, or rather Erica's sucky moment of the week. Here's our sucky scale, one being kind of sucky, five being super sucky, one, two, three, seriously, four, five. So first, give us what your rating of the sucky moment is. Oh, it's just a one. Not that bad. (laughs) Okay, so it's an itty-bitty suckiness. All right, so what happened? Yeah, I'm horrible, horrible with time zones, even though I travel full-time. And I missed (laughs) my plane by over 10 hours. I was like, I was tweeting or something, and... I was tweeting about going to the volcanoes and my mom was like, what are you doing at the volcano? You're supposed to be on the airplane. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, because I'm just so horrible with time zones. So, yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. What's funny is that you voted it a one because a lot of people would say that's a five, (laughs) you know. Yeah, but I got an extra day in Hawaii. So to me, it was a good thing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. so what's your inspired action? Um, is just to find a tool that helps me with the time zone challenge. I have one for my business, but I don't have one for travel. So I I think uh, what I did was I turned the notifications off of my TripIt app because I don't like things beeping at me. And then therefore I miss important beeps <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, my gosh. So what, what time zone were you in? Or were you in Hawaii and you... Like, what did you think? you? Yeah, were I just I just mix up. I was looking at the plane ticket and it was arriving the next day in Las Vegas. And so I the overnight thing mixed me up. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that gets real confusing. Mm-hmm, yeah, because you're leaving on a certain day, but you don't get there till the next day and it's midnight anyway. So that's confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, yes, I guess if you're going to be stuck somewhere, being stuck in Hawaii isn't the worst place. Right. 
That's how I saw it. <laughs> so how, how much time do you spend in Hawaii? Uh, it depends. This time was uh, almost two months. Wow, that is so cool. And you stay at the resorts for the whole time? Yes, mostly. Yeah. Um, there's some transfers here and there. Like I stayed, I wanted to stay in Oahu for four days and that wasn't sponsored. So I just found a hotel tonight place and stayed there. Wow. Okay. This is very cool. I have to say I've never, I don't know that I know anybody that's done anything like this. Do you, Nicole? Not at all, but I'm fascinated. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole's like, sign me up. (laughs) Hello. All right. I have a question for you guys. So Sparkers, what would you do with eight more hours in your week? Like really think about that. Eight more hours. Okay. That's more than an hour a day. Would you get more sleep? Would you play more? Would you get a pedicure and have some bubbly with friends? That's probably what I would do. Nicole, what would you do? Oh, I don't know. I think I would probably get more sleep one and then two... I think I would play outside more. There should be some more hiking going on. Ah, okay. Erica, what would you do with eight more hours in your week? You know, I'm pretty streamlined, but I'm trying to get in the habit of reading more novels and things for fun instead of business. So I'd probably try to add that in. Isn't that funny? I'm the same way. Like every time I pick up a book, my husband laughs at me. He's like, that is not pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I just think sometimes I'm weird and I'm I'm wasting my time if I'm reading some fluffy novel or something. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. Well, and because I like, uh, you're probably the same way. Like I love my work. So it's, it doesn't, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so the reason I asked this question is because if you take the Spark Online program, you can get eight hours back in your week. It is truly that awesome. And the reason is because you'll get clear on what it is that you're doing right now. How are you spending your time? What are you doing? How can you be more productive and how can you help yourself live more fully and stress less? So we have daily exercises that are small and short. This is not going to take hours a day to do the work, but you're going to learn how to manage your daily stress and how to rearrange things. So it really makes your life feel more inspired. So visit my website, AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And just for a limited time, I know it just uh, sounds so funny when you hear that, for a limited time, but it's true because for a limited time, I'm offering it with three one-to-one sessions with me, and I only have about five spots left that I can do that with because I just don't have the time to be able to coach everyone one-on-one. So if you're interested in doing it and you want to have some support, then sign up now, and I'd love to get you going. The Spark. Inspire Your Life podcast is brought to you by the Spark Online Program. The Spark Program was created in 2010 by your very own podcast host, Angela Wagner. Do you like what you hear in this podcast? If so, join Angela for a five-week online course to help guide you into a happier and healthier version of you. We're going to move on to the first topic that we want to talk to you about, and that's well, we could call it organizing. We could also call it decluttering, just like you had said, because I know at first when I started learning about this, it was all about just organizing my stuff. And then I realized I had way too much stuff. Then it became decluttering. And then, you know, so it's like this whole process. But so when did you become a personal organizer and how did you get started and why? Yeah, so I think it it just came when I was sampling so many different entrepreneurial ventures back in 2004 around there. And it was just something that I was obsessed with myself because when I was 
married and had a house and the picket fence and all that, I was super, super organized, but I, I had a lot of stuff. So everything was, you know, in neat bins and labeled and everything, but it was still like massive amounts of stuff. And I just remember when I was married that like, it felt like our whole weekend was either taking care of the stuff or shopping for stuff. Like I could, it just was like, what are we doing with our lives? We were working you know, 12 hour days at our corporate jobs. And then the weekends are spent taking care of the house, taking care of the stuff and or shopping for more stuff. It was just, it was just insane to me. And then I was really passionate about it. So I started helping other people and, you know, it's, it's a fairly easy business to get into. There's not a lot of investments you need to make except a simple website and some business cards. Um, it's pretty simple to get into. Yeah. And did you have fun with it? Or you said you didn't really because you wanted to throw everything out. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun with it because it was my first big business that kind of worked and I could support myself with. The other things were just random. I would classify them now as hobbies. This was the first business I took seriously. I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about team and systems and all back then. So I ended up doing a lot of the work myself. And it. I was always more coaching them. So I wouldn't really get down and dirty and, and, uh, you know, help them too much removing their stuff. It was more about coaching them through the mindset of it. Cause I think a lot of people, it isn't about this stuff, just like in weight loss, it's not about the food. Usually there's usually some emotional issue or challenge, or there was a major life change that caused the clutter. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say were some of the most common mistakes that you saw that people make, whether it was with organizing or decluttering or just stuff in general? I hope these don't sound too generic or like we've heard this before, but well, like I just said, the mindset of it is is huge because if you don't fix that, you're going to keep accumulating things. But another more typical answer to this question is people would not declutter first. They try to organize. Well, then you're you're organizing the stuff that you should be getting rid of. So always, always, always declutter first before you organize anything. One of the biggest mistakes I see people doing is buying a bunch of organizing bins and gadgets and desktop pencil holders and all this stuff that's just visual clutter and just clutter themselves. All those bins and all are actual clutter. So that's a big mistake I see a lot happening. Yes, I did that because I thought I was being so organized and I was like spending all this money at Container Store. And then mm-hmm. this last year, I cannot believe what I got rid of. So many organizing things. I was like, I don't need any of this because I just got rid of everything that was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can spot them at Target or a Container Store. These people, big grins on their faces and their cart piled high with plastic bins. And I was like, oh my God, don't buy any of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's okay. So what is the difference between decluttering and organizing? Yeah, well, decluttering is is ridding your, yourself of things that don't serve you, physical things, and you know you can get into mindset and everything. But getting rid of things that you don't use are broken, are not just not useful or beautiful anymore. And then organizing is keeping them in order, giving everything that you do love a home. It's really so you can think more clearly and just have an efficient life and not waste your time looking for things and being feeling like you're suffocating under your clutter. Yeah. Okay. 
So you talked a little bit about the mindset aspect, which is something that I've really gotten into with, and it's, you know, it's yoga teacher. So it's like, of course, everything's mindset in my world. But for some reason, I didn't see that in this realm of my life. And so how did you help people stop bringing this stuff back into their lives? Because like for me, I would just declutter, organize, and then I would buy again. And it was just this loop. And every year I was having to do this big clean out. And I wasn't realizing that I shouldn't have to do this big clean out every year. <laughs> right, right. The mindset of it is to have a bigger goal or vision for your life. Uh, and I know that sounds generic too, but this is how my actual you know, business coaching and freedom-based business started was my organizing clients wanting to declutter and downsize so that they could start a business or finally do blank. So having the bigger vision motivated them to get organized and stay organized and declutter and stay decluttered just because they had a bigger vision. Like, for example, when I sold my picket fence house in Orange County, all that money went to starting my first business. So I didn't care that I was losing my house. And I had a bigger goal of getting a small apartment with an ocean view uh, in Newport Beach. And I had a bigger vision of not going back to a job. So having that mindset, the clutter didn't matter one bit. I never missed anything that I got rid of. And I had money from selling my house and money from selling all my clutter to, to basically have over a year runway for any business venture that I wanted to try. Okay. So that's really good. So really keeping your eye on kind of that bigger picture. Do you have any advice on when people struggle, like they just keep getting on Amazon or they go to the mall and, you know, like to stop that repurchasing habit? Yeah, it's just comfortable comforting, uh, just like comfort food, I guess, is, you know, buying something is exciting. And, and and if we're depressed or sad or something's not going right, it feels good to click buy Amazon Prime two-day shipping. <laughs> and so uh, I, there, I mean, I've heard tricks of people loading up their, their cart and getting that same high from it. And then take sleeping on it and then coming back to the cart and going, okay, I didn't want any of this stuff. Yeah, I've done that. I, a lot of times I'll do like the save for save later and save I just, later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Leave it in there for a couple of weeks. And very often I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't need that. And thinking through the purchase. I know it sounds like in AA think through the drink, but it's like think <laughs> through the purchase. I mean, you're gonna, you're spending time researching shopping for it. Then you're gonna spend money on it. Like, could that money be used better somewhere else in your lifestyle. Uh, then you have to take it home and find a place for it. Then every week you have to dust it. Then it might break and you have to repair it. Then like you'll have to figure out how to get rid of it when you're tired of it. So it's like think through the whole purchase before you purchase something random. No, that's a really good idea. And then also like for me, the guilt of having to give it away when I know I probably shouldn't have bought it because I didn't use it. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> That could weigh a lot on you. You don't realize Awesome. Okay, Nicole, do you have any questions about organizing? No, I think you guys hit everything I could have thought of there. That was amazing. I'm excited to share some of these tips with my mom and sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nicole's family is a little different than her. So she's always helping. Them. Yeah. 
Yeah. A tip with uh, just one last tip is you probably heard this before, but if you're if you're emotionally attached to something, really just take a picture of it because you get the same feeling from the picture. We're all after just the feeling. Uh, you don't really have to touch the thing. Yeah, yeah. We I love that one too. Mm-hmm, me too. Okay, cool. Well, so Nicole's going to ask you about our second category or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Which I am super pumped about. So this section we're calling living with less, which is aka minimalism. So I am super curious about how your journey to minimalism started. Yeah, so I just touched on it a little bit. That was the very beginning. So it was downsizing my Real Housewives of Orange County house <laughs> and uh, and uh, moving to a, a Ocean View apartment and getting rid of all my I just I still at that point I still kept my Pottery Barn furniture and my uh, Thomasville Bogart collection furniture in that apartment but I only had what I absolutely needed uh, in that apartment and I got rid of, you know, the three sets of sheets and the t- two different types of silverware and all the extra stuff and just had what I needed, uh, to start my business and be mentally clear to do that. And then that became to be too much stuff. And I, it was about the time I was closing down the organizing business and going on the road full time. So I actually got rid of everything except my my dogs and their stuff, which they have more stuff than me at this time, and some clothes and my laptop and a, a juicer. I was into juicing then, so I had a juicer and um, just had it all fit in a little convertible uh, Volkswagen Beetle. And uh, I was that way for quite, let's see, two years. And the one thing I did still have storage of a bunch of books and corporate kind of clothes and things because I wasn't really sure what direction I was going to go in. So I still had a storage unit of some things. Uh, and then I, I got a little homesick when I was my a lot of people in my family and my pets were having tons of health problems. So I did get a little bit of homesick and I, I went back and set up like a mini household again. In the same building that I did the first time. And then when that's, when those, uh, when that drama got cleared up, I took off again. So I had to re downsize again, but I never really built up as much as I had before, but I had to re downsize again. And the, the last few things, I mean, I still have some mementos and things, but the, the books were the hardest thing. And I don't know why, because I have a Kindle, but I just recently got rid of like the five boxes of books that were at my in my mom's garage. <laughs> so that was yeah. kind of the hardest thing, I guess, was the books. And um, I scanned all the pictures. I scanned all the paper documents that I would ever need. Uh, just everything. I, I literally have clothes, a few kitchen things and the dogs and my laptop and my microphone and (laughs) phone. That's about it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, how do you explain minimalism to others without them thinking you're a freak? (laughs) (laughs) Because right now when people come into my home, they're like so shocked by the fact that we don't really have um, any furniture. And then another side of that is like, 
when they see that we have so little, they think that I'm somehow like judging their lifestyle and all their possessions, thinking they need to be like live how I live. So how do you like broach that with other people? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I haven't really got too much flack for it. Um, Like if I do set up a little household for like three months or something, I'll have a folding table or whatever. And I get it as my mom might think that I'm not making enough money. And it's, I was like, she doesn't know. I mean, I just made 20K last month and then she thinks I don't have any money. So that she just doesn't understand it that way. <laughs> Sometimes I was like, no, I'm fine. I, you know, she's like, do you need groceries? I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I just don't have a lot of stuff because I'm only going to be here for three months or what have you. I guess I just don't surround myself with people that think it's weird or I guess to my, I have such a strong personality about it that they don't, I guess they don't mess with me. I don't know. I don't get that very much from people. Uh, that's <laughs> that's well, awesome. I wonder too if it's because you travel a lot. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're in different spaces versus like having a home that doesn't have much in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be it. I mean, th- I guess this goes with decluttering and organizing the topic that we're discussing. But I, I wanted to mention like outsourcing, renting or swapping is huge. So I don't know, but I used to have this big crate under my bathroom sink full of like nail polishes and all kinds of things for my nails. And then when I started getting my nails done, I'm like, oh my God, I don't need all this big tackle box of <laughs> nail stuff. <laughs> and then then I was, for a while I was scuba diving and I was like, why did I buy all this stuff? Why didn't I just rent it? It's a pain in the butt to move around and, you know, just the fixing like lawn care or like swap tools with your neighbor or get a gardener, it's going to save time and you won't have a leaf blower that you have to take care of. Like it's, it's just so many things that we can outsource or rent or even my car. I don't even want my car anymore. I just want to Uber everywhere because I don't want the registration. I don't want to care for the car. I don't want to deal with the car. So yeah, just think about things like that. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. So how do you handle like gifts from family and friends? Yeah, you know, I I didn't when I read this question, I didn't want to be a downer, but I had to think about it. And it's actually true. I've had so many deaths in my family. I there's like nobody left that really would buy things as gifts. And I think over the years, my family just got out of giving gifts and we'll give like theater tickets or, you know, go on a trip together or something rather than than gifts. And so we were already like that. And then a a lot of people passed away. So there's I'm kind of the only one left on one side of my family even. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) I don't mean to be a downer, but I'm like, yeah, that's true. I mean, how do I deal with gifts? (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of beautiful, though, like sharing experiences and time versus like actual items. I like that even better. Yeah. For example, my last birthday, my aunt and my mom, we just met in Las Vegas for three days. They're, you know, they bought some meals and some theater tickets, but we didn't exchange gifts or anything. Oh, yeah. That's so much more meaningful, too. Um, Okay. So my next question, I'm really excited about this one. How has your budget been affected by minimalism? Yeah, I haven't actually sat down and and calculated the difference, but uh, it's not just stuff. I mean, 
most television is clutter. And so I don't have a cable bill, of course. And I didn't even when I had a home base, I didn't have cable or anything like that. In some areas, you might be spending a little bit more. But in the end, it's it's better because you don't have the stuff to deal with. But, you know, for example, getting your nails done instead of having all the equipment at home or getting your dog groomed instead of having all the dog grooming stuff at your home. So I think it all evens out. I buy a lot higher quality things, but way, way less things. So that's helped. Yeah, I think it evens out. But I think overall, I'm probably saving a lot. Yeah, that's kind of what I've noticed is now that we've stopped like constantly buying that I'm more drawn to the higher quality items that are more expensive and I'm okay with spending more money on them because I'm going to have them for a longer period of time, which is cool because I used to not be like that at all. Yeah, when I want a new wardrobe, I'll donate every single piece and I will just go and buy, you know, eight exercise outfits, eight sundresses, eight new pairs of undergarments, things like that. Like I'll just buy a new set of everything instead of like deciding on each piece. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That way you don't have to like, you just think about it in one chunk of time instead of like constantly on the lookout for one new item. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's totally. (laughs) And then deciding, oh, this stays and this goes. I'm like, no, I need a whole new batch. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I don't know that I've ever heard that. Yeah. And another thing is I moved so much before this freedom business and all. When I was married, I moved at least every year or every six months. I was constantly moving. And so when I did have a base for five years in Newport Beach, I pretended to move every year, like every summer. I would would take absolutely everything out and clean the inside of the cabinets and seriously have the mindset that I was moving. So I would keep the clutter down. Yeah, that moving is so, oh my gosh, it's so helpful because it's like, not only do you have to like put it in a box, then move it. And then I was always amazed at how much stuff when I took it out of the box, I still (laughs) got rid of. And I'm like, how did this even make it in the box? You know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I just paid someone to move this. But what would you say for, I'm just looking as I'm at sitting at my desk and it's so funny. I used to have a whole office before my daughter was born and work from home. And I had, you know, gone to Ikea and I had cubbies for all my books and I had a huge cabinet of what's it called? Office supplies, which I really do love office supplies. But, um, <laughs> but we had to basically put everything for my office into the guest room because I was like, I don't want to give up having a guest bed, you know? So we have this tiny mm-hmm. little desk and I got rid of, I mean, it was so, I got rid of like almost everything. I was so amazing, but I still have this drawer with probably like way too many paper clips and, you know, things like that where it's like, you know, pads of paper. And I'm like, well, I'm going to use these. But like, how do you decide when enough is enough? Like, how much do you keep? Yeah, it's funny with professional organizers, and even some minimalists, for some reason, office supplies is their Achilles heel. And if you go to any professional organizers house, you'll probably find massive amounts of paper clips. And <laughs> like, it's just something weird with that community. I don't know what it is, but it's just something weird. I really did like office supplies too. And I But again, it's a mindset. I had to think about it. I'm like, I don't even remember the last time I used a stapler because I don't use paper. So I don't need paper clips. I don't need staplers. I just have one really, really good pen that I refill the ink. Our lives have changed a lot with technology. So 
I don't even know the last time I used a stapler. And also what I did, and I have one module in my group program about is how to get your office supplies down enough so that you can, when you arrive in a new space, if you do want a freedom-based lifestyle, when you arrive in the new space, if you're not used to working with just a laptop and a phone, it'll take you almost a week to get into the groove of that. So even if you're in a normal business, but you go to travel to speak somewhere, you're going to lose a week of productivity if you're not used to it. So what I recommend is making their home desk and environment exactly the same as if they were in a hotel. So in a hotel, all I have is my laptop, my phone, and I used to have a planner, don't even have that anymore. And maybe a notebook or some paper, scratch paper. And so if I'm in a home base, I set it up just like that because I don't want to be losing any productivity or be distracted from work at that time. I love that. So you've completely convinced me. I'll have to take a photo before and after to get rid of <laughs> I have so many paper clips and they're all super cool and that's why I keep them. But you're right. I don't <laughs> I very rarely use paper. And if I use paper, it's just like I'll print something out, use it like right now I'm looking at the podcast outline, but then I'm gonna recycle it, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, really setting up your home space as if and that's if you're interested in that if you're not interested in that. Yeah, have all your file folders and all but <laughs> it's up to you. It's a it's an individual decision. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just noticed over the time and the like, I don't know if it's just that I'm getting older, or t- more tired or busier. I have no <laughs> idea what it is. But I just have like, I just noticed that I'm more stressed, like stuff stresses me out more. Yeah, it's the visual clutter of it. I mean, I it might sound crazy, but I take labels off and decant things because all those marketing messages are going into your head on grocery items or skincare and all that distraction and all those words, even if you're not registering them, they're going in there. They're going in your head. And so trying to watch things without commercials, trying to get music like on Pandora without commercials, upgrading to not have the commercials, getting rid of any email subscriptions that are trying to sell you something, getting rid of magazine subscriptions that are all advertising. You want your desires to come from within you and not from magazines and marketing and words on potato chips. (laughs) And that goes back to your question about don't people look at you funny for not having things in all. But if you're not surrounded by any of that marketing, you don't know what's hot. You don't know what the trends are. You don't know what the Joneses are doing. So that helps a lot with just honestly being oblivious to what's going on in the, I guess, the regular world. (laughs) Yeah. I'm total. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) And Nicole's like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same way. It just doesn't matter to me at all. And I think too, because we come from the yoga world. I remember when we redid the yoga space, like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. And I was like, I don't want any chachis. Like I'd get all these little gifts from people be like, oh, I went here and I got you this and this. And then I felt like I had to put them all around the studio. And then I'm like, I want the studio to basically be a blank space because I want people to be able to process what they need to process. And, you know, we don't play music. We don't have mirrors. So it's like a very, very raw space. And so I'm like, all these little tchotchkes and boxes and stuff need to go. And so everyone was like, there's nothing in here. And I'm like, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just cluttering up your brain uh, with the memory, I guess, if it's not that important to you. Yeah. I love that you decant stuff because I did the same thing and I thought that I might have been one of the only people. I I have like all different containers. I label them with my own label and 
just have and I love when I open my pantry because it's just like, mm-hmm. oh it's so pretty <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's just visually calming and you don't need all that it just warps with your focus yeah and there's so many people now that we um, know either through coaching or yoga that have anxiety on a daily basis. And it's like, I don't think people necessarily think of their stuff or their like the way that they, you know, what they see in their in their desk and in their pantry to be something that would contribute to that. But it does. Yeah, we have so many decisions to make just to buy a cup of coffee. So <laughs> tall vente, you know, no fats. There's like 10 decisions to order a cup of coffee. So what you're talking about, I think is decision fatigue, where we have all these decisions all day about unimportant things. And then when it comes time to make the right choices or stick to a habit, we're already exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Do you have any other thoughts, Nicole, or questions? No, now I'm like excited to Google decision fatigue. <laughs> oh, it's a real just, thing. It's a real oh, thing. Oh, no, that, that sounds fascinating. No, I think I, I feel like I'm good. I'm excited to take some new tools out and, and share them. I'm pumped. <laughs> awesome. program with Angela Wagner three separate times. The reason I love the SPARK program is because it is great about helping you to get clear about where you are and what you want. And the thing that's great about Angela is she never enables you to continue to do things that you don't want to continue to do. She's always very supportive. She always focuses on the positive. And it's always about looking forward, not back. It's always a vision of what you want and how to get there. She has helped me over the course of the last several years in several SPARK programs to be able to be more proactive in my life so that I'm not as reactive. I'm not always just trying to deal with what's being thrown at me, but I have a plan and feel on top of things. She's also helped me to focus on where I'm putting my energy Now, I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are positive and supportive and helping me to go where I want to go. And I'm also spending more time doing things that I love. And she makes you do the work. She doesn't do it for you, but she guides you and helps you and supports you. I love the SPARK program. Well, if you guys have any questions for us or any questions for Erica, I have a direct line to her. So um, you can send them to podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And we generally answer questions about habit change, time management, exercise, yoga, organizing, you name it. If it's something about inspiring your life and living more freely, we are, we're ready to tackle it. And if we don't know how to tackle it, we have people that do. So we love, love, love your questions. Okay, so Erica, you're going to give us a try this for our listeners. 
Okay, yeah, I thought, you know, reach out for help in some way. Book a free call with Angela if you're interested in improving your lifestyle or your health. Book a call with me if you want to start or grow a business or move your life forward in some big way. Just reach out. There's so many opportunities out there that are even free. And don't be shy and don't be invisible. And for any topic that you're struggling with, there's a coach out there that's probably offering free calls and you're, I'm telling you, you're going to get way more out of that 20 to 30 minutes than you will watching the next Netflix show that comes up on your screen. Yes. And I think there's so many things. I remember even with organizing when I, um, I was like, I can't pay someone to help me organize. Like I know how to put stuff away or, you know, people are stressed and then they, you know, they think like, I, I should just know how to handle all this or with their business, you know. I know how to do all this stuff. Even if you do know how to do everything, which you don't, you know, none of us do. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you can't really, you don't realize how helpful having someone in your corner and accountability and support is. And that there's just so much more out there than we realize. I totally agree. I'm always signing up for different coaching packages and whatever I'm interested at the moment or whatever I want to improve at the moment. So the help's out there. We just have to take that first step and book the call or email the person. So how would you say that's different from like another thing that comes up for some people I've heard of is like, well, that's just a sales pitch. So like, how is that different from, would you say, you know, the marketing you're telling us to turn off? Well, because the desire is coming from within you and you're going out and looking for it. So if I sit there and say, okay, I desire a coach to help me get better at, I don't know, creating better raw food meals, I'm going to go out and look for it. I'm not going to have a ton of magazines and marketing coming into me for it. I'm going to search and maybe pick three coaches to talk to and get on the phone with them and decide which one's right for me and my lifestyle. I love that coming from within. That makes total sense because then you know it's something you really want versus what you're told you want. Yeah, it's just not some coaching your Facebook feed. It's, you know, with their ad or whatever. It's I desire to learn how to work from anywhere. And so I'm going to Google that and look at that on Facebook and pick, you know, a couple coaches and figure out which one's best for me and how I want to live and then hire that one. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So tell them how they can book a call with you. You called it a what do you call your call? It's a Aloha strategy session. Aloha. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like this is perfect. There's no pressure with that call. Aloha means hello and goodbye. So there's like no pressure <laughs> whatsoever on that call. So it's at uh, ericaduran.co forward slash aloha. Okay, great. And you are also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, right? Yep. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Erica Duran. And we're going to post in the show notes. So this is episode... 31. So we're going to post all your links and all the ways that you can follow her. She does some great stuff on social media that's really inspiring. So I would definitely hook up with her. That's something I've tried to be really intentional with too, is like follow the coaches and friends and people that inspire me where when I open up my feed, it's not a bunch of negative stuff, but it's like uplifting and people that are doing positive things. I think that's really important too. Yeah, I've even, we talked about this yesterday, I blocked my Facebook feed with a little Google extension, and I only go intentionally into the groups that I want to hang out in. Nicole, did you know that was a possibility? No, but I want it. It's called, <laughs> it's called uh, Newsfeed Eradicator We're gonna in Google Chrome. Yeah. 
and it'll put a little uh, quote or you could write your own quotes or reminders like focus or something like that in your Facebook feed instead. It'll pop up. That's so brilliant. That's because I was just talking to Erica the other day about how I like we need to go do something for the business on Facebook. I I just get sucked into that little red thing. And then all of a sudden I'm reading all the news (laughs) feeds. Yeah. I mean, I love my groups. The groups are amazing on there. I built my entire like business coaching business off of the Facebook groups in the beginning. Uh, Facebook's amazing, but the feed will definitely suck you in. So the feed disappears, but then you could go into your group. You just intentionally go into your groups to talk to them and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I actually have each group bookmarked. So I don't go into the homepage of Facebook or anything. I go right into Club Alihi or I go right into Freedom Journal or whatever. So you don't ever see like the red dot? You never see when people like tag you or anything? I see it and I turned off notifications for groups that I don't want the red dot to show up. So I only get that from my two groups. Yes. I did not realize you could do that. And then when I realized that, because I'm in all these groups where I was selling stuff and I'm like, I do not (laughs) want to know when like Fred down the street posts like a coffee (laughs) table, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I only get the red dot for mentions of me. Like if you post this podcast, I'll probably get a red dot that you did it on Facebook if I'm tagged and my groups. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So very great tips to be intentional with your social media, which we're always, always trying to help people with. So awesome. Okay. So why don't you finish us with a shout out? Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to Hawaiian Airlines because in this day when people are getting drug off planes and the food's horrible and the service is horrible, they really are improving their, the size of their seats. They're improving their food. They're just really going out of their way to have aloha in the air, I guess. And, and it's really neat to see. I just, side note, it's great to look at other brands outside of your your brand and your industry. So like I could watch a lot of business coaches and see how they run their business, but I really like looking at different brands, like total opposite of me, like for example, Hawaiian Airlines or something like that and picking pieces out of what they do. So it's, you're not such a generic whatever you are. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah. I didn't yeah. even have any idea. Cause I guess I just, I don't know that I've, I think I've been on Hawaiian Airlines when I went to Hawaii, but that was it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I don't know much about them. Yeah, just picking things. It's just so if you want to stand out in the noisy online world, just picking things from other brands you like besides just following all the other coaches, I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Nicole, do you have any last minute thoughts or questions for Erica? Oh, no, I'm, I need to sit with this and process. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll have more later, but I'm just super excited that I got to meet you and hear all sorts of fun thoughts. And yeah, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, it's great to meet you too. Finally, I think we've been on email a couple times. And so it's great to finally get to talk to you. You as well. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really helps us out to spread the word. You can find the show notes and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and you can find Erica at EricaDuran.co. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.